Saka. Yeah, yeah. What's up? Welcome back to the cave. It's your boy Joe Reezy. I'm here with Proper and Field of Burn Zach. Coming to you live right now with the Cave Podcast. And before we get started, I just want to remind y'all to check out the website, cave.com. That's k4v3.com. Check out our blogs, check out our merch, and check out our spotlight feature of the guys from the Pulling These. What up? Our guest today. Yes, sir. Well, third Back time in the guys. cave, man. This is Same. probably... You guys are the most visited guests over here. You guys came back. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Breaking yeah. records out here. That's what's, yeah. up. I feel like, what's up. I feel like that. you guys yeah. are the multiverse version of us. And vice versa. We're East Coast. The East Coast version of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I've always wondered what I'd be like in the, from the Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what's up, man. I'm glad, glad to be back on. You know, you guys, it's always a good time when we link up. So, Vibes are, vibes are cool. Yeah, yeah. Got to do it. Um, so first episode to our second episode to our third episode, a lot has changed. Obviously, you could tell with the mask I got on. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's been some change of hearts and things change, you know. First thing we'll talk about right off the bat will be the Flash movie, which I think should be called The Flash colon batman returns you know what i mean because that movie was dope because of batman what do you guys think of that movie <laughs> yo i feel so bad for michael keaton bro because it's like warner brothers brother, brothers brought him back right for this he's gonna be in batgirl he's gonna be in, in the flash he's gonna become like the new batman for the dcu for for a bit right then all this all this craziness happens like James Gunn comes in, clears clears everything out. You know, they're gonna reboot everything. Batgirl gets sh- sh- uh, shelved. Like his cameo, like the ending to the Flash gets changed from <laughs> Michael Keaton to fucking George Clooney. Yeah, like the, damn, like the disrespect, bro. The disrespect. <laughs> from like you, you go from like the burn era, like the best from the burn era to the worst of the Schumacher era. Like how you do that? <laughs> Right, and like yeah, the Batman like he was Michael Keaton was great. Like I felt like he was great in this film. I just I'm mm-hmm. just sad that it's like all for nothing, bro. <laughs> like it's heartbreaking right now. Yeah, I was telling these guys earlier that the Flash was kind of hard to be excited for now for me at least because knowing there was there's nothing coming of it after this. Everything is being rebooted. We're not going to see anything. But on the other on the other part of that, I also believe the DC universe really needed a reboot. We just didn't know how to do it. And so James Gunn's obviously coming in to just change all that up for us. But it's hard to kind of accept the reboot also because I feel like we have a bunch of great characters. They just were a victim to shitty writing, you know. But I think the Flash is it was I'm gonna watch a bootleg version. I'm not even gonna lie. Fuck that. My FBI already know that my FBI fed knows this. <laughs> so me saying this on the stream is not going to make any difference. But um I just it's just hard to be excited for like you said they did Michael Keaton dirty and then what the fuck in the end we get George Clooney no one gives a fuck about George Clooney Batman why why do this as <laughs> I like, he doesn't even do anything cool no <laughs> like, he just shows he just up comes out of a car <laughs> hey this, I'm, like, the, I'm one of the worst Batman ever <laughs> and then he had a beard so it's like uh 
you know what I mean? Like, is he Batman? Is he not Batman? Is he just Bruce Wayne? Yeah. It just didn't make any sense. And he's stuck in that world now, the the world that he ended up in with uh, George Clooney, Bruce Wayne. Yeah. yeah. Like the Flash and Aquaman are part of that world. So they've just been brushed aside to to that reality. That means yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger is uh, Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Yo. <laughs> hey, uh, th- that would be that would be cool. <laughs> Everybody chill. Everybody no, chill. I, I actually think that's a that's a pretty smart way to like get those two like out of the future plans of DC because now they're just like they're tucked away with Schumacher's era. So um, I, obviously, there's pretty it was pretty intentional for them to do that. But yeah, that's I guess that's how they are writing them off. And if they need to yeah. go back to them, they can always open up the universes again. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Movie was good though. Nah, I actually like enjoyed the movie. There was like certain things that I think if they would have like just got rid of, would have probably made the, the movie better. Like I felt. Like the two berries, there was no need for that. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it should have yeah. been Barry and the Reverse Flash. Like that should have been the full exactly. film. Like have everything play out like it did, but without, without the second Barry. Because you know, why go through all that? Why make the other Barry the Dark Flash? And when you have like Reverse Flash right there to use, so I didn't like that. And that's pretty much what. Like the only thing I really had a problem with, and the, the fucking CGI was horrible. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, shit, that shit took me out. Like when, like towards the end, like when he was doing all that, going <laughs> back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Then we uh, see like all these pointless cameos because I'm like, all right, yeah. this is just fan service shit right now because it's like it serves no narrative purpose at all. Like <laughs> no. <laughs> It's like even a, we were seeing a Superman movie that never existed, and we got Nick yeah, Cage right. as Superman right exactly. now. And I'm like, yo, come on now. Like, what's the yeah. point of this? It just felt kind of weird. Like, mm-hmm. they, they it would have been cooler if they would have done stuff with the actors they have now and some of the actors they had, like, recently. Of course, Christian Bale would never do something like this, but <laughs> I think people would have responded more if he was, like, a Batman in this, like, some way. Yeah. Or even, like, fuck it. Just if you're going to get rid of the Snyderverse anyway, just do a Jeffrey Dean Morgan and just do a Thomas Wayne Batman. Mm-hmm. That would have been more interesting. I would think, have been too. perfect Thomas yeah. Wayne yeah. too. That if they casted him for that, yeah. and then what they made Lauren Cohen play Martha and she turns into the Joker. That remember that story? That'd be crazy. Yeah, yeah that would have been dope to see on screen. Mm-hmm. But we're never we're not going to get that right now because the focus is obviously now what Superman. The casting is out. I think that's cool, but I just think. We just got a we got the Walmart version of fucking Henry Cavill. <laughs> <laughs> they look the same. It's just the guy who skipped the gym. That's all it looks hey, like. Really, I just want to say I'm just glad we finally cast an American as a superhero for once. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys, we gotta be you more proud. Say that. Come on, about diversity. <laughs> you don't. He's not British, guys. He's not British. Every every superhero we got is British, bro. <laughs> we need we needed this one. That's true. <laughs> We no, needed the, we needed Superman to be American, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I don't think it's a bad casting either, though. But it's just kind of like leaving remnants, I guess, of what uh, Henry Cavill, because <laughs> you, yeah. you see him, and it's hard for you to not see that it's they yeah, look alike. It's like a younger version, or like the little yeah. the little brother version of Henry Cavill. <laughs> you know what? You know what I actually thought when I um when I saw that casting because they were. Remember when the whole Henry Cavill thing, when he got fired because that pointless thing that would black Adam or whatever, 
Um, he said that it, they're not tech, you know, he's done as Superman, but they've, they've talked about working together in the future. So I said, Oh, look, they got a guy who looks like him. So what if they're trying to tell Superman's story first and then bring in Henry Cavill? Who knows? Hmm. Maybe. Yeah, I'm hearing like that, or probably Kingdom Come type of story down the line when everybody, when mm-hmm. everything's like calmed down in that universe when it's organized. <laughs> Have another useless. Here's a bunch of more Superman. Yeah, feels <laughs> like in the Flash. <laughs> or Gage, we or didn't they, need that. They might be investing because years later he'll probably look like Henry Cavill. You know, because these things take a long time, and we're you know we're on pause right now. So true. <laughs> Yeah, like I'm hanging on the aging process, you know what I mean? Like I, I think they they're doing like the the Robert Patterson version of what they did with Batman, and you know, just make Superman not that big muscular guy. That mm. I think they they're going for that Christopher Reeves, you know, like he was uh, ripped, he was okay. ripped, but he wasn't like bulky, you know. Mm-hmm. The swimmer physique. Yeah, yeah, probably something <laughs> like that. Yeah. They're probably like they're going for that gentle, like gentle look. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. He's gentle. How. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Superman and the Flash, Super is it Superwoman from Super the Flash? Girl. Supergirl. Superman. She was badass, man. Oh, I, yeah. I really liked cool. her part in in the movie. She was another yeah. highlight for me. And uh, what I don't think they're ever gonna bring her back for like, another nope. project, I- right? I mean, James Gunn, supposedly he was impressed with her in The Flash. Mm-hmm. So there, he said there was going to be a Supergirl movie coming out. So, okay. Who knows? They probably use her or they're probably going to end up casting somebody else. Mm-hmm. Shit. I don't I, mind. I don't mind downloading the wrong Supergirl movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where, when is that? The Alex Braun version coming off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, no, nah, she was great at Supergirl, man. Like, mm-hmm. I really, like her, you know, she was supposed to say, take, care, take care of Superman, you know, look mm-hmm. out for him. And when she failed at doing that, you actually could feel like she gave, she had that emotion in her. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't yeah. like, like she was giving her all in that role, which I enjoyed. Like, I love seeing that. Like, characters actors playing the characters well like that yeah we, sure. we ended up watching it me and my son the other night um we're super late to the game we've been doing a bunch of little league stuff so uh our, his the season's over so we're finally playing catch up and um a part in that movie when uh zod says that you know he didn't make it my son turned to me he was like holy shit you know i like, had to look on his face um, so like yeah. how they sprinkled in how they tied up you know what happened with superman that was supposed to get sent to this earth was yeah. good um and i also like how they did the um like the red sun storyline um you know sprinkled into that movie was was really nice even though they didn't obviously explore it but to see some of you know that on the big screen was awesome No, nah, for sure. This movie had its good, its good, its good parts, but it was just like a big, like you could tell there was like a lot of interfering going on behind the scenes, you know? Like a lot mm-hmm. of things were being changed up. A lot of, a lot of choices were made that weren't, weren't the right ones. But it was like, yeah. a, it's not like, yo, it's not bad, as bad as bad, uh, Black Adam. I guess I could say that much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the it's CGI was probably better, but that's, yeah. it. that's all you had for Black Adam. Yeah, the CGI was definitely better. <laughs> 
Because yeah. I'm like, why how, was, we watch- how was Ben Affleck, though? My question is that because, you know, I, it's no secret. I'm a fan of his Batman, but I want to see how, how did they send him off? Um, it didn't. What do you think? I was gonna say, like, my theory is that um, they just, uh, they just, I don't, I want to say re- reboot. You know, they were talking about, or at least Michael Keaton was talking about um, how, like, uh, that whole uh, the timeline. You know what I mean? So, like, when you change the timeline, you go through mm-hmm. a different timeline. So now it's basically like I feel like Ben Affleck is just lost. You know what I mean? Like in some other timeline that like doesn't even, you know, we're never explored because he's never gonna go back to the same timeline he was before this is it's his past now so now he's going you know what i mean like anyway any chance any you know traveling he does through space and time it's you know he's leaving another one behind like he's in a new one and that's it so he has to kind of uh that's why i feel like it's just like just open-ended right yeah yeah exactly yeah and then on top of that uh the disrespect right you know what i heard i don't know if you guys heard there was there was the original ending only had uh like i think uh the actor's feet come out of the car and then mm-hmm. barry's like who the fuck is this guy and then that's it so they didn't even show george clooney at the, oh, at the, okay. like the first first uh premiere or whatever mm-hmm. this is something they added which was to me personally like just the worst thing you could have done <laughs> like it would have been perfect if you just left it open ended then it could be like it could be any batman who knows uh-huh. whatever, whatever. it could be you yeah, it could be, yeah. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Yo. I am shit. Batman. Yeah. <laughs> you know what would have been cool if they if they were just going to scrap that universe altogether, just put Robert Pattinson in there, you know? Just That's what up, I said. Up the value That's of that well. Batman. It would have been mm-hmm. badass. At least him and Superman got about the same physique now, you know? It's not. Yeah. <laughs> any dudes going guys, at it. Little emo guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something to be sad about together. The emo. No, but wasn't wasn't the original ending supposed to have Ben Affleck, and then they just wrote him off, and then or was it Michael Keaton? Or was Christian what? Bale? Oh, oh no, I nah. think it was it was Michael Keaton because he had that yeah. same suit on in that yeah. oh, right. pictures. The leaks. Yeah, they, yeah, they had like yeah. they had the pictures of him at, at the courthouse with the hair and yeah. everything like that. And there was one scene when it was like Michael Keaton, but it was like. Henry Cavill, Superman, and Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman showing up too at the mm-hmm. courthouse. Oh yeah, yeah. So it would have been like Affleck would have been the only thing missing from there. Mm-hmm. But they switched that up again. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just it's a like, big... why? How did they land on fucking Clooney? There was Val ah, Kilmer. Nah. He was terrible too. But it's just like, how did? Nah, I'll oh, take man. Val Kilmer over Clooney yeah. any day. <laughs> <laughs> But no, nah, but I, I don't know if it was like some like oh they thought it was gonna be funny or whatever, but it was just like nah, bro. Like, Maybe guys. the shock shock value. Yeah, and right. I think that's another thing too. Like as comic fans, we see like the potential it could have had, like if it was done right. And mm-hmm. we just mm-hmm. like, I'm like, how you guys messed this up? Right. But, and that's what I say with a bunch of DC stuff. I'm like, how do you guys mess that up? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, man. <laughs> every time. Like, they, they hype you up and they let you down every uh, fucking time. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I think we mentioned that on, on this podcast multiple times. Like, if they just have an ear out to listen to their fan base, they don't need half their staff, you know? They could, yeah. They could well, be success. Really, the, the one that's holding them back was warner brothers warner brothers kind of telling dc how to run things unlike yeah. how 
Marvel, Disney gave them their own studio. Say, go, do, go make it. Go do whatever you guys need to do. But, Been begging for that for years. Mm-hmm. And DC just doesn't have that that creative freedom from WB. So I think Warner Brothers needs to kind of just let it go and let them make what they can because they've shown they can make good animated movies. They can make a movie. But like I said, WB is like, nah, man, we want you to have all these cameos. <laughs> but I think like with James Gunn, they're headed towards that direction. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like a lot of people are worried about because like all the casting news that's going on with like all the people showing up for this movie, and it's like, oh, yeah. are we gonna be focusing on Superman? But like James Gunn already already answered that. He's like, yeah, he's like, we're gonna show Clark's life, which is gonna be like Lois and the Daily, Daily Planet and whatnot, and we're gonna mm-hmm. so, we're gonna show Superman's life, which is him inter- interacting with other heroes that are already established in the in that universe as it is, which is good because. I think at this point, audience members are going to be like hesitant to go to any more origin movies. <laughs> Which like, is true. Yeah, because yeah, I like. I'm sorry, but Blue Beetle looks like every other movie like I've seen <laughs> so far. I like but with Latinos, trailer. baby. Yeah, you know, no, no, I, I still gotta still gotta go represent. I ain't gonna lie, I still gotta go represent. Yeah. And, you know, Cobra, it doesn't look bad though. Cobra as Kai, predictable as it is. Yeah, I mean. As predictable as the storyline looks, it actually looks like it's yeah. fun to watch. Yeah. So I'm excited to see it. And I think, uh, was that Solo? Solo? That's how you said Yeah. I think he's a great actor. So I think he could pull that off. No, nah, he's, he's the, the thing is, like, this movie's like, I don't know why James Gunn, his, uh, his approach to, like, the whole reboot thing is, like, baffling to me because, mm-hmm. like, you have all these other movies that were still coming out, but you're coming in right away saying, like, yo, we're changing everything. So all these movies are going to come out now. You really don't have to be invested in or have any interest to in seeing, which mm-hmm. kind of hurt everything that was coming out. Like, you know, maybe the flash would have done better. People were more excited to go see it. Yeah. Like me, I thought that was going to do way more better than what than it did. Cause mm-hmm. you're Michael Keaton alone. Yeah. But I guess the nostalgia is like washing away from people. So, yeah. But then like, it's also Ezra Miller though. Yeah, that too. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. want to support him. So it was, it was just weird. He should have just, like, from the get, should have been like, yo, we're going to keep the stuff that works and we're just going to change everything else that's not working right now. Mm-hmm. And I could have been, like, the whole Justice League could have been started over again with the new Superman and whatnot. Yeah. You know, keep certain, like, you know, this guy wants to be Aquaman, Jason Moore, keep him as Aquaman, but. But now you have to go through these loops now because now you're he's out here saying like Oh no. But he's gonna he's he's gonna be a DCU character. You know what I mean? And that's like hmm. that's why you're making it more confusing than it has to be. Just say like, oh, we're gonna use this character in our new universe when it comes out. But his movie, I don't know. I don't know why I have his movie out coming out at all, then if it's gonna be like, oh, his movie don't count, but the character is gonna count. It's just weird to me. Mm-hmm. Struggling. You know what, too? I, I think the release date also hurt it because uh, everything's multiverse related right now, you know? And it came out around the time Spider-Verse came out. And it's hard to compete with Spider-Verse when it comes to the multiverse. And talking about origin story, like, shout out to Sony for just cramming the origin stories of all these Spider-Men. So it's, I mean, Loki, it is kind of repetitive, but, you know, quick enough to not be so overbearing when they 
give little origin stories for like, all the other it, Spider-Man, but I think the Flash got the release date of it being around the release date of that kind of fucked it up to me too when I was yeah. watching it. Yeah, because it was gonna like comparing it to like across the Spider Verse, it was mm-hmm. gonna it's not gonna help it at all because people still, still gonna all. have it's still they still have that movie in their heads when you're going in to see a, yeah another multiverse movie, yeah. right? <laughs> which is like not done as well as like across the Spider Verse, and you're like, oh man, like. Sheesh. Like maybe should have waited. Like maybe like drop it like in mid July or some shit. Mm-hmm. I think Flash was supposed to be out like a year ago though. Like, yeah, yeah, that's true. They, they got like pushed back a lot. Yeah, yeah, that would that would have been good to release before Spider Verse. That would have been smart, I think. Yeah, but I don't know what happened. I'm sure. I'm sure DC getting their own way, right? man. Warner Brothers not not having a plan and or having a plan and then not liking what they got and having to change it because I mean. For me personally, the Snyderverse was awesome. Like the theatrical versions, we could say what they are about them, but the extended cuts were really fleshed out, and I think there was an actual vision that Snyder had. But for whatever reason, you know, I think the I think Warner Brothers wanted more Nolan like type numbers and type movies, and when Snyder kind of went pretty radical with his plan uh, with those first two, um, and I I know I still don't understand why. Superman killing Zod was such a big deal for people, but it is what it is, I guess. Um, but yeah, they they really needed to just get out of their own way, and, and hopefully, um, hiring you know, Gunn and Saslav are going to put them in the right direction going forward because these these stories need to be better and they need to be received better too. Like it's it's really a shame that we're talking the way that we are about a Flash movie right now. To be honest with you, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. freaking Michael Keaton. <laughs> yeah, like, can we just get Batman Beyond with Michael Keaton, please? Like, yeah, please. Oh man, please. Then they twist a knife. They twist a knife that's already in our back more when they were like, "Oh yeah, Batman Beyond was depending on the Flash to see how well." Yeah, he right. And I was like, no. <laughs> Had you would have told me this, yeah, I would have probably <laughs> seen opening night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> be like, hey, the next movie for Michael Keaton is gonna be Batman Beyond. Like, you might mm-hmm. want to check out the Flash. Yeah, yeah. God dang it! Dude. It was—it's just like heartbreak after heartbreak with DC. It's hard being a DC fan. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a DC fanboy. I really just like—I like Marvel. I uh, don't bandwagon, bro. I'm not bandwagon. But it's just—I want DC to have a fair shake or rating. Just have, bring something new because I'm, Marvel stuff is not interesting to me anymore. But. Like it, like 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 Jerizi was saying, WB kind of needs to just let the fan like hear out the fans. But we'll see. Let's let's hope that James Gunn knows what he's doing. I'm I'm, ha- I'm putting faith in that because the reset was needed. Regardless, it was just a mess. Listen to the fans, and nobody asked for Nicolas Cage as Superman <laughs> fighting a scorpion in, in like yeah. space. What dude. the hell was that? How, when spider, I saw that, guys, how much did that spider. scene cost? Like, I know, I want to know. I want to know how much that scene cost. Yeah, <laughs> they would have cut it out. They probably would have saved their budget. Yeah, yeah they probably would have had better CGI. <laughs> Christian Bale might have might have came through. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> hey, but they made Kevin Smith happy, so that's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> On top, on top of that, like they had all, they sh- wanted to show all the Superman and all the Batman, yeah. and no, none of the Flashes, none, no Grant, <laughs> yeah. Justin, yeah. or whatever. The man that was holding it down for nine years as Barry Allen, <laughs> right. that, that most of America, if they know about the Flash, is th- yeah. is because of him. You know what yeah. I mean? And you guys don't did the heavy lifting. 
Yes. You guys bring heavy, the old, the old guy running. Flash. <laughs> like, <Heavy running>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, whoever whoever plays Flash next, can they please just run normally? Like, I'm tired of looking at them <laughs> in these slow-mos. Like, it, I've yeah. never seen anybody put two fingers up before they start running. Like, what the hell yeah. is that? And, and, and like his leg something. He had his, his, his leg, his back leg all the way up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really hate the way the way they run, man. I'm like, yo, come on now. That, that's just too much. That's just too much. Yeah. It's a speed force. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. The different rules Reed's over there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nah, they need to switch up the speed stuff too on like with these movies. Like I think like so far, Eternals was like the only one that got it mm. right with the with that character that ran fast. Yeah, yeah like yeah. it should be like the Flash should be like that. Like you just like see him affect like the environment around them more instead mm-hmm. of just having things freeze in time because that's just getting kind of lazy now to me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what is it. Visually, it's not that. And it's it's always it's just always compared to a Quicksilver and the X-Men. yeah exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. right. Like when Sonic did it, uh, you know. The same thing, they just uh, they just copy paste. Yeah, <laughs> but even like um in the freaking in the the Incredibles with Dash, like his his scene when he was like on the island getting away from those guards, oh, that yeah, was a yeah. way better speedster scene than I seen from this Flash, for, like of the DC universe, and like it's supposed to be his thing, but like other movies are doing it better than they are, which I'm like, why? Why is that? Because Nicolas Cage fighting a, a giant <laughs> scorpion in outer space, bro. That's what the people want. That's where they allocated like 75% of their budget. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my God. What could have gone right in that movie went wrong. That's just how I see it. And just, I'm already, I've pretty much seen the movie on Twitter and all the leaks and all that. So when I saw Nicolas Cage, I was like, I don't want to see this shit. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I thought the Christopher Reeves cameo was cool. I was like, okay, cool, but pointless. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're paying homage or whatever, but I'm like, with the, the story doesn't really like everything's getting destroyed, but everybody's gonna be staring at each other and mm-hmm. not doing anything. It just doesn't make no sense. It was just like <laughs> it's like fan service for the fans don't that don't even care anymore because right. like, who is this for? <laughs> I think Andy Muschietti didn't know what the fuck he was directing anymore. Yeah. <laughs> just like, I don't know. Let's put another Superman in this movie. Fuck it. Like, like no disrespect, but like, are there any more George Reeves fans out there that are like, oh, you know, I want to see Superman from the 50s. Right. It's been a while. That one old man in the theater. Oh, yeah. Chris Reeves. I mean, why my dad loved this movie so much. He was he was telling me, he's like, how have you not seen this movie yet? And I was like, dad, chill. Was, and now I know why. He saw Adam West and Christopher Reeves. So yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And they had uh, the, the, the one from the TV show, George Reeves, also from the TV show from the 50s. Right. right. So I'm just yeah. like. Who's 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 gonna be excited? Like realistically, like the the target the target audience that you're going for, like they don't show reruns like that anymore on TV. Like they used to when like when I was growing up. Yeah. That's the only way I knew about George Reeves as Superman because they used to have yeah. like reruns and stuff. But right, not anybody born after like 1995 or whatever. Like 
yeah, it's crazy. It's like Seriously. like you said, no one was in that meeting. It was like, who the fuck's gonna care about this? You know, who, <laughs> yeah. who's gonna be excited for this? And Andy Muschietti took another line. He was like, <laughs> Nicholas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there's like executives in that fucking boardroom that are like seventy something years old. So they're like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds great. Back in my day, he was <laughs> the symbol of Superman. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> can, can Adam West do the Batsusi in there somewhere? Can he do his little dance? Um, yeah, well, speaking of the other... Well, first of all, let's do a let's do a poll. Thumbs up, thumbs down on Flash. I'm going new. I'm going new. I had the potential, like, but there's got one for the stinker. It. <laughs> it was good for the movie, but not for everything going on around it, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just to wrap it up, I feel like I I was excited going in a win, and then I lost excitement. But then you know Mike Keaton was there, there so I got excited again, and then yeah. It was just a roller coaster. And we then, got blue balled the whole yeah, movie. Yeah, I just watch it fall <laughs> apart later on at the end. <laughs> Boy, <it> up. <laughs> well, Man. shit. The uh, the other movie about multiverse, Spider Verse. What did you guys think of that one? <laughs> Hell yeah! Right. Yeah. Thumbs up for sure. Yo, yeah, that was like the second movie. That was like the second movie I went to see in a the theater this year. Like after a few weeks from watching another movie, so. Mm-hmm. Knowing me at this moment in my life, that takes a lot for me to do right now. So, <laughs> uh, that movie was just incredible, bro. It was just uh-huh. Yeah, it was. Man, I was I was blue balled. First of all, like I forgot it was a two part, so oh, I was like strapped yeah, into my seat, and then it ended. I was like, oh, I forgot. There's another one coming. <laughs> I didn't know. Had no idea. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people didn't know it was a two part because like, like I was with Freddie and Freddie was like, yo, is it to be a continue? Like he was mad surprised. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you didn't know it was like part two coming out. And I was like, oh, I, I guess because like, I guess a lot of people forgot when they announced the movie, mm-hmm. they, they announced that's part yeah. one. Right. So, but yeah, but like that, it was one of those movies that you couldn't take your eyes off the screen because like. Not even like with the story that was going on. You're just enjoying like the background and like right. what's like who's behind who and what's going on on like the activities that are going on behind it. And then you're, you're focused on the story. It was just so crazy mm-hmm. that the movie has you like focusing on so many things at different points. Yeah. And I mean, it's hard, like like we were talking about, to compare and contrast it to The Flash because each movie had their own cameos and, you know, certain fan service points and. Yeah, Spider Verse beat him, man. With uh, a yeah. fucking D- Donald Glover, that was probably the biggest moment for me sick, when man. I that saw that. Cool. <laughs> that was, yeah. And that was this is me hoping that's like the MCU Prowler, like they, yeah. they just not messing around and just have them come out the Prowler already for Spider Man Four. Right? <laughs> <laughs> just have that out, but yeah, it was just like you get the cameos on there, but it's like you know it's, they say they serve a purpose. Like you got all these Spider Men's. But in mm-hmm. part of society that are trying to save the world, they're not just there like for just to like be a background like characters, right? Yeah, and I mean the the connection to the the timeline with you know the Loki timeline and Doctor Strange callback, yeah. like yeah. that that had me invested the whole time, and even how it started, like like I was strapped in and. Uh, 
I was like, damn, this movie ain't even start yet. I'm already sweating over here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> this movie's crazy. <laughs> hey, yeah. but uh, for for the people that don't really know, there's a lot of twists that they they made with the original Miles Morales character, right? In in the comics, isn't Miles Morales' mother that dies instead of his father? Oh yeah, and, uh, like in in the original Ultimate Universe, it was mm-hmm. his mother gets killed by uh, Venom, right? So actually, after like the comic book uh, event, Secret Wars, when um when Miles was brought into the main Marvel universe from the Ultimate Universe, mm-hmm. um since he helped out the Beyonder, um he gave the Beyonder a cheeseburger. I think it was like he was hungry. He was like, "Yo, I want a cheeseburger." Miles just happened to have a cheeseburger on him, gave it to the guy. <laughs> so when Miles was brought in, like pretty much the Beyond uh the Molecule Man, my fault. Molecule Man. The Molecule Man is pretty much like God, right? Uh-huh. So when he brought Mike Miles into the Marvel Universe, he brought his mother back to life from uh-huh. the Ultimate Universe. So like she's alive right now in the comics, but at a certain point she was dead. Like, like mm-hmm. instead of the dad, it was the mom. Mm-hmm. But now it's been the dad recently. Like with the in the video game for Spider yeah, yeah, yeah. Spider Man, it was like his dad that dies. So they oh, switched yeah, it yeah. up now for some reason. Hmm. I don't know. For some reason, that cheeseburger line reminded me of Iron Man's daughter. You know, what if they connect the two in Miles Morales' intro? Because, you know, like, that was kind of their memory with Iron Man. Yeah. Yo, that's crazy because it's it looks inevitable that they're going to insert Miles Morales into the MCU, right? Like, I'm hoping. I hope, I'm hoping it's not Sony that's doing it. I'm hoping that it's the MCU. <laughs> Cause Sony's scaring me with all this live action stuff they have coming out, man. I'm like, uh huh. I'm not a fan of the Venom stuff. I neither am I. Blasphemy to Carnage, man. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen Morbius, even those on Netflix. Like congratulations, now. Like, I still haven't seen that shit. I don't have no interest to see Craven either. Me neither. So. I haven't seen it either. <laughs> I have not seen no, Yeah. I, the I the know. fact that they had a fucking uh, El Muerto movie coming yeah, out. Yeah, what was that, money. man? <laughs> <laughs> As a super powered uh, wrestler. <laughs> yeah. Like Freddie was saying the other day, it was like, what, he got bitten by a, rest- a radioactive wrestler? <laughs> <laughs> macho man, bro. <laughs> a radioactive macho man. Because <laughs> uh, Craven gets bitten by a freaking uh, lion now, right? Like, that's yeah, how yeah. what the fuck, man? <laughs> Therefore, you could have animal powers now. Yeah. <laughs> he got mauled by a lion. That's how you get powers now. Yeah. Oh, Siegfried and Roy. <laughs> Yo, he's a, he's an Omega level mutant right now from that yeah. moment. Oh. <laughs> That's insane. But yeah, are you guys even excited for the? Isn't there a Madame Web movie coming out? Yeah, well, that's uh, Sony. That's Sony, right? Yeah, that's yeah. Sony. So I'm like, I'm not excited for that. Yeah, I'm not excited at all. Interested in watching any of those movies? It, like, it, I, I have hope that yeah. like Miles will be like. In the MCU, because you know Donald, Donald Glover, mm-hmm. he was already he already made an appearance in Homecoming, right? And he's like a popular actor and artist, so a lot of people, you know, if the MCU was smart, be like, yo, let's work out a deal. And you know, we have Miles come in for like, eventually Tom Holland's gonna stop on to be Spider Man for a while, mm-hmm. and you know, we'll just have like Miles movies replacing Peter Parker for a minute, right? 
Jaden Smith is Miles or what? Nah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even put that shit out in the world, bro. What are you doing, man? <laughs> they you might go woke and put Willow here first, man. <laughs> oh man, you said Willow is Miles. <laughs> yeah, they, they might go woke and put Willow is what I said. <laughs> nah, she gonna she gonna do the theme song. <laughs> she gonna do the soundtrack. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean it, it's it's hard. Like I feel like right now Marvel has a lot of pressure on them to fill certain roles that inevitably had have to be casted. Miles Morales is one because obviously the fact that you have Donald Glover as as the Prowler that kind of eclipses or puts a really bright spotlight on who's going to be Miles Morales' Spider Man. Yeah, and. I mean, you, you didn't like. I, I saw your video on Adam Driver potentially being uh, Mr. Fantastic. You, yeah. you did? Were you not a fan of that rumored casting? <laughs> nah, it's that because you know it's getting to the point that they're just casting the same people over and over again, and you're like, "Yo, come on, man! Like, True. What are we doing here?" Like, mm-hmm. like with the Superman casting, I was like, "Okay," because the dude was like a like he wasn't that well known as an actor, like. I seen I seen him in that movie Pearl, that horror movie Pearl. He's in that, and he was he was great in that. And I'm like, oh man, they're gonna make him Superman. So I, so it was like something different. Even though he he little he resembles Henry Cavill a little mm-hmm. bit, it's just like something. It's like a, a different actor. You know, I'm tired of seeing the same people get like. That's why when Margot Robbie, I'm like, yo, there's not anybody else. <laughs> like, what's going on here? Like, why is it just the same amount of people over and over again that we're seeing? And they're playing like franchise characters too. Like, yeah, like you're gonna get burned out at one point from doing that, and then you're gonna complain about, oh, I hate doing this. Yeah. So stop taking all the jobs. <laughs> it's the Illuminati, man. <laughs> I, I I did say I would have I would have rather seen Adam Driver as Doom. You know, I feel yep. like he would have been a cooler oh, Doom. Maybe because the Kylo Ren inspiration or, or like tone already is set of like that madman kind of on his own path, you know? Yeah, like he has that like that vibe to it, like the envious, like, oh mm-hmm. I wanna Right. I so want what serious. you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but Doom is also a, a tough, tough role to cast. I think um, I don't know if we asked you guys, but we asked one of our, our earlier guests if you guys were in that hot seat, who would you guys cast as uh, Doctor Doom? Oh wow! Shit, Adam Driver. I'll take a, I'll take a, I'll take a risk. Or if I could reset everything, I feel like Michael Fassbender would be a pretty cool Doom. Oh, that'd be cool. Oh, Michael Fassbender's a good one. Mm-hmm. I I usually say um, I want this this actor to play uh, Mr. Sinister, mm-hmm. but I would I would tra- I would I would you know uh, trade him off to play Doom. Uh, John Hamm. John Hamm. Oh, oh John Hamm. That would be badass. <laughs> yeah, John Hamm is a good one. Oh, my um, my pick would be uh, Mads Nicholson. Ooh. Yeah, Mads. He's a good one. <laughs> I think I would. I like Cillian Murphy. That's a. I like that that look on him because he's a he's a good scarecrow, but he also has that look where he could be that low key. Mm. I'm Doctor Doom vibe, you know. Yeah. 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 Shit. The actor I was thinking about, um, 
he actually was talking about Doom in one of the interviews, and he's, he plays T- Talos in Secret Invasion. On oh, I think yeah. his name is Ben Mick- Mickelson or something like that. Ben something. Oh, okay. Can't remember his name. But he plays Talos in Secret Invasion. He plays a scroll. So he was like talking about how Doom is such a great villain in this interview when they're talking about Secret Evasion. And I'm like, why is this like, why is this dude going so hard for Doom? Well, this, like, Doom has nothing to do with his storyline. Oh, you know, shit. I like, he could be a little younger because, you know, he's kind of like, I like to see Doom and like Mr. Fantastic around the same age, if not Doom a little older, but not too much. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think he's a great actor. I, I think he'll be a great Doom. Robert Pattinson actually wouldn't be a bad Doom, too. I can see that. Bill Skarsgård, I think, too, would be good. Oh, shit. That'd be pretty interesting. Yeah. Fuck. That's a tough role. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to disfigure the pretty boy. Give him a fucking face. (laughs) Just to rub his face in it. Shit. The Rock? (laughs) (laughs) we're <laughs> <laughs> batista man. man no actually no he's already fucking that's already it fucking tracks and he's out he's out hey um speaking of batista did you guys see it? is it a cabin at the door a knock, knock at the, the door. cabin knock, oh, knock at the door knock, knock at the, the door, door. Yeah. Hey, no nah, i haven't i haven't seen that one yet interesting movie uh but i think that was his first breakout role from from Drax, right yeah uh he was the bad guy in uh, Bond. James I forgot which one. Skyfall? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, okay. He was in one of those. He was good in that. Yeah. Well, not like the main bad guy, but he was like the main henchman. Um, he didn't have a lot of speaking lines, I don't think, but he did good, though, in that. He had a dope scene in that in the Blade Runner sequel, 2049. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was pretty good in that one. Oh, okay. He was in that Zack Snyder zombie movie. <laughs> which one? I, know it was, uh, I forgot the name. Our army of the dead. Army of the dead. Hey guys, this is, this is no zombie movie that changes the genre. Okay, give it some respect. All right. Was <laughs> <laughs> uh, there a two-parter to that <laughs> that movie? Yeah, it was supposed to be a whole universe, but you don't hear about that one anymore because yeah. you know everyone's doing universe movies now, right? Yeah, <laughs> I think they did a prequel based that. on one of the characters. Uh, Think like like the, one of the so. thieves, like yeah, yeah, I remember that. But I'm like, and you wonder why these like streaming services are going broke because they're just giving anybody like, oh, you want to create a universe? Go ahead. <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> and it's like some shit. Transformers doing that shit. Yeah, and then they come out. Universe. They come out for one season. You know what I mean? And they have like a reboot of the whole universe. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On another streaming service, but it's better. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It's like that. It's like so many Transformers shows too now. You're like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> it's wild stuff, man. So as far as the MCU goes, because Spider Verse wasn't the MCU, and no. yeah, like you said, uh, is Sony being in control of Spider Man? Kind of, kind of nervous about across Spider Verse because Into the Spider Verse was so fucking good, you know. So, so the bar was high, and they delivered. So. That same nerves going into the third movie, Beyond the Spider Verse, is there because you know you're seeing Craven the Hunter and them switching up the storyline and all that already, and it looks like they're gonna fumble the live action Spider Man movies for Sony. 
And in the MCU, they've been kind of fumbling. I mean, I didn't enjoy Ant Man. I thought it was blasphemous to to off King. Well, not even off King, but beat King as Ant Man. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that was that was pretty bad. That movie was like there was no reason for that movie to be, to exist. Like, <laughs> like there were better ways to to advance your story that you have going on that you want to tell than just to have it like. Everybody that grew up with like who know Kang and like read the comics or whatever, yeah, like him, his first appearance being that Ant Man movie, and like from what we've seen from the last two Ant Man movies, they tend to be more on the on the comedic side, mm-hmm. and you're like that it doesn't really go together. Yeah, I mean uh, Jonathan Majors was was great as Kang, but you know the whole story was was stupid. It was pointless. It was like. Yeah. It's like shit we've seen already, and right. And it's, it's like everything was green screen. It was nothing was interesting. You know what I mean? It was just. Do it was you like see, do you see all those com- comparisons to uh, what's called Spy Kids? Yeah, pretty, pretty <laughs> spot on, right? Suspiciously yeah. recycled. I don't know, man. I can't say. It's like it shows us a couple things. It's like all right, Robert Rodriguez is like ahead of his time, and. <laughs> These guys don't want to put the money in to make it look better than it was like twenty years ago when this guy was doing it. Like if it's bad if like that if the 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 effects are still on par with Robert Rodriguez what he was doing back then with Spy Kids. It's like he might have been king, bro. It's supposed to be better. (laughs) (laughs) It's supposed to be better, not not the same at this point. Because like the whole movie, you're like, ah, this shit, everything is fake. (laughs) Like. I don't believe yeah. anything. It's I mean, I'm a <laughs> I'm a, I'm an MMA guy and when I when I invite friends over to watch a big pay-per-view, you know, I'll hype up the fighters, you know, but like, oh this guy's really good, man. It's gonna be a dope ass fight. And it ends up being a fucking boring ass fight and you look like a jabroni, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's the same thing I did with my wife, and I was like, Oh Kang, he's he's badass, he's linked to Doom, you know what I mean? I even bought the the Kang the Conqueror, um, only myself left to conquer novel to read before this. I was hyped oh. for this. And when the movie ended, she was like, did you like it? I was like, <laughs> I my fist clenched up like the Arthur <laughs> gift. Like, <laughs> she's there trying to be supportive. Like, oh, right. it was good. It was good. <laughs> I was like, man, this makes me nervous for doom. You know, how are they going to do Kang like this when they set him up? I feel like beautifully at low key. And yeah. drop the ball like this, like, I mean, I, I did like the post credit scene. That was cool to see that and that homage to the comic book panel, right? But yeah, yeah, come on now, like it would have been so much powerful to just off Paul Paul Rudd, you know? Yeah, like, <laughs> like he should have died. <laughs> like realistically, yeah. he should have died. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> yeah. Like, but then we got like what a whole bunch of giant ants saved the day. Like, yeah. It's whack. It's whack. Yeah. It's yeah. like you, you're not building that character up to be like this big bad. Mm-mm. Like he gets defeated so easily by by freaking ants. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, Black Panther was pretty cool, too. But Guardians of the Galaxy was was one of the movies no, that yeah, a like, lot of people really liked, right? Yeah. Marvel had like a couple like good ones in there, like, you know, like Black Panther, Guardians of the Galaxy. But the majority of the stuff is just... 
like is any like yeah it doesn't hit as hard like mm-hmm. as like phase two at, at least right and i don't know like i said i, don't, I think the over saturated content of multiverse and parallel universes right now is 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 kind of overbearing for someone who is not really into quantum physics <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, i feel like even for someone who's in quantum physics they try to like watch movies to get away from that you know what i mean they gotta watch <laughs> fucking disney with their kids it's like oh shit multiverse this yeah. is plausible <laughs> <laughs> this could actually happen yeah. <laughs> nah, but, but that, that's what i think what it is it's just them too focused on one thing like having all their stuff connect to one thing it's just like nah like mm-hmm. i don't have to watch Ant-Man to get what's going on in the Kang dynasty. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I should have to do that. <laughs> I should have to watch all these movies that have nothing to do with each other. Like, I don't know. They just need to, like, cut back on some stuff and just focus on certain parts and give us right. the X-Men and give us the X-Men already. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Which I mean, perfect segue to, to Deadpool, which looks like is going to be the gateway for X-Men to finally come in. Yeah. Uh, and it's pretty interesting because I did see a screenshot of a leak on the set, that same set where Wolverine and Deadpool were fighting. It was a screenshot of like the Fox logo and, and Rubble, and it looks like they're going to destroy the Fox universe, you know? Yeah. And with all these like mid Marvel movies coming out and these experimental kind of you don't know about movies, it'd be a good way to kind of bite from DC and reset the mcu too kind of you know what i mean which i feel would be pretty cool i feel like the mcu needs a reset but deadpool looking like they're gonna bring in x-men and all these rumors well first of all the leaks if you're following the leaks they leaked that that hugh jackman was gonna be in it and they did leak that the comic accurate yellow and blue suit was gonna be in it and you know the pictures came out and it looks like it's it's on par with what was reported are you guys excited about that? What do you, how do you guys feel about that? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I think this is like pretty much what everybody has been expecting from Marvel, like after Endgame. Mm-hmm. And like, especially when they acquired Fox and all like the characters back, you're like, ah, just give us the X-Men. <laughs> like mm-hmm. at least, I think that's where they kind of messed up too. Like they should have started beginning sprinkling and that stuff in. Beginning like with phase four actually you know follow through with that wandavision having like the quicksilver from the fox universe but then just having it be like a joke mm-hmm. instead you know they kind of fumbled that up ralph boner yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> you had an opportunity to like slowly introduce the mutants into the marvel universe but they're choosing to do it another way for some reason but now with deadpool 3 it's like okay like this is like Pretty much the the end of that movie is gonna pretty much set up how the mutants gonna be in the MCU. I think the leaks, if true, looks beautifully written, right? Like yeah. it looks like the perfect conclusion to the Wandavision blue balls that we've been getting. Mm-hmm. It looks like they're gonna hit us hard with the intro of X Men with House of M right away. Which makes sense as far as why the X-Men weren't in the universe and Wanda was, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm fucking excited, man. I went <laughs> in a deep dive of House of M. My friend was was suggesting it a while back, but I'm kind of focusing on Secret Invasion. Uh, but when I saw the leaks of House of M, I had to dive in. And 
Do you guys think they're kind of going that route with 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 Deadpool? I Maybe think like a so. Reverse House of M. Hmm. Yeah. Where we right. get mutants instead of them yeah. suppressed. I mean, I'm hearing like like they're saying Wanda's going to be in it or something mm-hmm. like that. So that would be crazy. Like she, her story continues like in a Deadpool movie. Like, right. That'll have people like, okay, this is like the connection to the mutants. Like mm-hmm. she found That'd like crazy. She'll find like her family through the through the Fox universe. Like, yeah, yeah. And so that'll be dope. I'll, I'll like to see that. I like to be like. That's how they introduce like the mutants to the MCU. Hmm. What's uh What's interesting is. I was talking earlier in a previous segment, and it sounds like it's going to be a sequel to the Multiverse of Madness instead of it being really a Doctor Strange and a Deadpool movie. It's just a multiverse movie, so, you know. Yeah. And if you think about it like that, it, that's pretty badass because we saw Mr. Fantastic, and now we're going to get to see comic-accurate X-Men. So, like, it, the Secret War vision is starting to shape up, right? Yeah. And- <laughs> It's it's looking promising. I mean, well, we're not going to get John Krasinski. It was a, it was a, is a good you know, place marker or placeholder for Mister Fantastic. But sheesh, I'm excited, and yeah, like you said, the reverse, reverse um, House of M. I also read they were going to throw a, a a joke cameo or maybe tease in there where they go and travel into an alternate universe where they visit Channing Tatum's Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be Ernie's favorite part. Yeah. Are you a Channing Tatum fan? Me no, too, I bro. He's a Gambit fan. He's a Gambit fan. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, that was killing him for a while. That uh-huh. movie almost coming out. That was like, had him nervous for a minute. <laughs> but yeah, like I can see that like, a, a good joke cameo. Like what could have been. That'll be mm. funny. Yeah. I mean, if anything, Deadpool has a good track record because we were talking about fan service earlier. They have a good track record of, you know, building up excitement, rewarding the fans with, with I mean, the fact that Deadpool is even a movie is fan service. So now you're yeah. sprinkling mutants and House of M and we get Hugh Jackman back as, you know, Wolverine um, with the, you know, the suit right here, this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you know, shout out to, to, to them pulling the trigger on it. And, uh, we need the yeah, blue tights, very, though. We need the blue tights, bro. I think it's should, very smart for them to do the mutants with this movie. We should pressure them like Sonic and, and get the blue fucking tights on. <laughs> <laughs> they just change during post. You could do it. Yeah. It'll be all right. Take the sleeves off. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah, right. I can do it without the sleeves. Yeah, take, the, take the sleeves off. <laughs> well, actually, uh, Hugh Jackman is very susceptible to uh, skin cancer. So that's mm. why he has the sleeves. Oh. Yeah. Right. I mean, well, it like, should be green. So yeah. Right. Skiller and they could have done that people. too. <laughs> yeah, they could have done that. They did that with Henry Cavill's mustache. <laughs> so we could. Yeah, they could we're done talking about DC, man. <laughs> I'm just saying they could. They could definitely do that. I mean, it makes sense because he's fighting Deadpool. So Deadpool cut his arms up, so you'd see his arms heal in real time, right? I just hope they don't, they don't just. <laughs> I'm just I hope they don't just the bitch out and just have them like in the suit like for three minutes and that's it like oh, yeah, fake yeah, out right. no way. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> I like I want to I want to I'm not putting past anything past people anymore <laughs> like what is, like you have a winning formula just like try not to mess it up that's all you gotta do. 
I could totally see the gag in that movie is that he gets tired of sleeves and he just tears them off and is like, oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, and they possibly could do that. Like, yeah, I, I mean, we, we talked about this previously, too. They've been on point with the comic accurate oh, yeah. suits, right? So Even Deadpool's, well like, his new suit, like, his new MCU suit, it's, like, very comic accurate. It's like, damn, it's, like, mm-hmm. pretty much straight. The color, too, it's, like, it's, like, a brighter red from, like, the yeah. Fox movies. Yeah. So. I'm yeah, excited for this really one. Oh yeah, cool. me too. This is this is the one for me too. Um, yeah. Hugh Jackman is enough. Like I, I know I said I, I would like to see because it, it looks like they're going to go back to certain X Men movies based on the league, like X Two and The Last Stand Two. And I was like, it'd be nice to see fucking Nightcrawler, you know. But That's, yo, like yeah. I, I beggars can't be choosers. I'm already happy <laughs> seeing yeah, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. And you throw in the yellow suit, I'm already satisfied. You know, yeah, I mean? like you yeah. said, no, we 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 can't be happy sometimes. We can't be satisfied. So, <laughs> like you know, there's still gonna be people, believe it or not, that are not gonna be happy when Deadpool three drops. Yeah. So yeah. you know, that's yeah. how that's just how it is. Like, like growing up, man, I will never expect to be seeing so much content like this coming out, like so many movies based on comic books and stuff like that. Growing up, like a Deadpool yeah. movie, I never would expect that Deadpool would be a live action. Right. Like. Deadpool, like Moon Knight, on, uh, yeah. <laughs> Moon Knight, Moon Knight, right? <laughs> yeah, like just giving everybody shows that you're just like, oh wow. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. But you know, Shoot. when they're when they're good, they're great. So, mm-hmm. I think that's a really good point too. Is like we we can nitpick and we can like say all the stuff about you know DC and all the stuff that's going on with like just comics and what we what we like and what we don't like and. How we're harping on it, but at the end of the day, it is nice to have all this content. Like you said, like it's it's pretty dope to be honest. It's not just cartoons anymore; like it's all movies too. So yeah, yeah. Shout Something out for all the content. Everyone. Exactly. Just yeah, spoiled, you know. We're just yeah. spoiled because it's we have like spoiled. hella different versions of Batman, hella <laughs> versions of different of Spider Man, and movies where they're all together too. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's still not good enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We got fucking Michael Keane taking out a Kryptonian, and it's like, nah, I'm like, nah, I, want, I wanted more, I wanted more. <laughs> like, you never thought you would see that ever in your life. Like, Michael yeah, Keane find a Kryptonian, like, yeah, yeah, that's wild. Could have been better. <laughs> Michael Keaton going to save fucking Red Sun Superman. Like, yeah, I never thought I'd see that on the big screen. Yeah, <laughs> or I guess Supergirl, but still, that's crazy, man. Yeah. One of the notes I had about, because, you know, everything multiverse was out at the same time, and it's hard not to compare, but Spider-Verse did it, and Kang was a letdown, but, man, I just want to talk about Spot real quick. How fucking dope was he as a villain in that movie, man? Oh. One of the top villains, like, off the bat, based on, like, little screen time, and we didn't even, bar- we barely saw him, like, in his full potential, right? That build was crazy. <laughs> Like yeah, to get to yeah. what's aware, like what plan he wanted to do and all that, like oh, and how dude. it tied back into the first dude, that was fucking awesome. One of the most underrated parts of that movie was Spot. Yeah, mm-hmm. like his entire arc, like it played out throughout yeah. the whole movie, and like you didn't, he didn't need that much screen time to show you what his plan was, yeah. and it was just for like for such a joke character, mm-hmm. like to be menacing like that in a movie, which is great too, because it's like. He wouldn't have been a typical Spider-Man character. People would want to see it on the big screen. You know what I mean? There's like, mm-hmm. 
tens of uh, hundreds of other characters they could have used before a spot that people right. would probably want to. So, you know, for them to put him out there for uh, to give him like this power up to make him more menacing than he was in the comics. I was like, oh, that was like, I'm, I'm amazed that they pulled it off. And, but, you know, that's how it shows the creativity they had while making this movie, like the ideas they came up with. And you're like, of course, he should be able like to affect the multiverse somehow because of his powers. Mm-hmm. You know, you never thought of him like uh, of that type of character before. Appropriate. That's exactly what I was thinking when he he jacked in and like found more holes. You know, I was like, yeah. man, this this he could be the bridge villain into not only Spider Man ninety the the animated series. You know, because he was such a joke character there too. But yeah. into the MCU, you know what I mean? Like just because of this portals wormhole type of type of yeah. deal. Dope ass character, I think. Um, better than Kang, kind of low key. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah, he was, yeah, he was a little more menacing than Kang. Like he's he's actually looks like he's actually to follow through with his plan. <laughs> Ant Man won't be able to beat him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna be taken out by a bunch of ants. <laughs> That's funny. So I just started actually going by, going out and buying comics and starting to read them. And it's it's crazy. There's so many different ways to consume comic content right now. You know, there's, there's first of all, shout out to TikTok. I feel like TikTok is one of the best social media platforms to just recap and educate people on the deep lore of like comic book characters and the, you know, backstory that you, you haven't heard of or that you didn't know. Um, but you know, there's there's people like Comic Book Historian, uh, Comics Explained, and I think it's a is it the Russian book comic? Yeah, the Russian comic book guy. Rock, yeah, yeah, Russian yeah. comic book guy. Yeah. One of my favorite content creators because it's kind of cinematic. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. But his as far as amazing. yeah, yeah, I, I recently watched his uh, video on the Book of Doom. Yeah. Oh man, I I can't yeah. believe like. It took me that long to get introduced to that story, dude. <laughs> and the way he does it, like even he's got the accents, you know, the the music score. And yeah, yeah. I don't know, like you said, it's like yeah, there's a lot of great content on TikTok. That's how I really discovered like a lot of people too, like mm-hmm. through there, because like uh, a lot, it's like a lot of people do the same thing, but it's like their own style, so they still have an audience. You know what I mean? It's like. Mm-hmm. And luckily, I've been like on the more positive side of the TikTok comic book community. So it's just been like a lot of good content out there for me to, to catch up on. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, we, we we spoke about this previously too about the algorithm. I feel like the TikTok algorithm is way better than any other platform. Oh yeah, right. It just yeah. kind of it actually is tailored for you, not tailored. It's tailored to you, not for you. You know what I mean? Like they're not really trying to prey on you and your tactics <laughs> and your habits and sell you some shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, as far as comic books, what are you guys currently reading right now? Are you guys like currently Ooh. on any comics that you guys are uh-huh. currently working on right now? I, pick, I picked up the long Halloween again, just because it's one of my favorite ones. So Which it's one's been, that one? the, the full, it's a Batman one. Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I picked up the Batman full, film. the full set cause I saw it and, I've been on that, but I haven't picked up anything new. But that's what I'm reading <laughs> right now. 
Yeah, like um, I'm reading um, the the next Spencer run of Amazing Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I I started, but I started all like years ago when it first came out, but I, I stopped in the middle of it, so I'm just picking that up again. And uh, the ultimate, uh, what was it? Ultimate, uh, ultimate, uh, the ultimate uh, title that came out from Jonathan Hickman. Mm-hmm. I right. yeah, like, I picked up the first issue of that because you know I'm a big Jonathan Hickman fan, and I'm curious to see what he's doing with the Ultimate Universe and. The maker is like one of the greatest characters recently created, like an evil Reed Richards. Like, how's not how's not that a more big of a thing than it is now? <laughs> yeah, like that's and you know Jonathan Hickman just writes the perfect maker. Yeah, I'm I'm with Elmer there. I, I want to get into that ultimate book that's coming out. I just want to wait till it's done so I could just binge it. Mm-hmm. And I'm also looking forward to uh, Fall of X. Okay. Supposedly that's when Krakoa gets finally it falls. I'm not sure. Is is that like part of the X Men story? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I I don't um I, I don't I'm not I'm a comic book noob, mm-hmm. but the last uh, comic book I actually read was the I think I think the first five issues of uh, Young Avengers. Mm. Basically, the last thing I read. Like uh, you know, what I mean, Freddie was trying to get me into into new stuff, so he was like, he recommended that. It was pretty good. I liked it. You read anything, Zach? It makes me at least it gives me you know an idea of like where if they do uh, Young Avengers, I won't be lost. You know, like, uh, in the MCU. Right. No, I want to ask about that too because it, it looks like be, yeah, that might be coming. Looks like it's high. forming too, right? Yeah. 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 Like yeah. Slowly. Um, comics, uh, haven't picked one up or read one in a while. Um, I think the last one, was it Civil War when that came out? I think I was getting into that. No, I went back into, um, into the Infinity Saga. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, right around the time of Infinity War and all that, just to, just to freshen up on it. But, um, I think I'm going to pull a little card out of your playbook, Jerezy, and, uh, do uh, Secret Wars. Um, yeah. Get ready for that. Um, definitely want to dive more into Marvel um, with what the stuff that they're they're trying to do. Um, just to you know, not just shit on it when I see it. You know, I, I actually want to read up on it and just kind of be able to compare. I still feel like reading Civil War before Civil War came out was a mistake on my end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got super hyped for that. I hadn't read that before, and then when they announced it, I like got really into it. Um, but it felt like a letdown. Like, granted, what we got on screen, like I said, like when I, when I said earlier about being spoiled, but right. it was cool and everything, but it wasn't like what it could be. And, and I think since we've been touching on like Fox and Sony, you know, those studios having these rights to these movies, um, you know, it kind of messes with movies like Civil War and the storylines that be played out how they should be. Um, so I think I'm going to jump into Secret Wars here pretty soon. Yeah, our first podcast with these guys sold me on on Secret Wars like instantly, man. I was talking to my friend about it, like man. that that once that one scene with uh, T'Challa and and Namor. Oh yeah, <laughs> God damn, that's not gonna make it to <laughs> yeah. the big screen, probably. Nah. <laughs> that's way too dark. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been great to see in live action, though. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh man, but uh, Ernie, the Young Avengers. 
they're they're slowly forming. I feel like who's in the original team? From what I saw was uh was the uh he's like Iron Man, but he's not Iron Man. What was Iron, 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 what? Iron Lad. Iron Lad. Oh, so fucking Iron Kang, right? There's mm-hmm. a Hulkling. <laughs> <laughs> a version of Kang, yeah. yeah. Pretty much yeah. he's a version yeah, of Kang. Yeah. Then there was like Hulkling, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. Like and then uh, Wiccan and uh, what's the other guy's name? Kate Bishop. Uh, oh, yeah, there's Kate Bishop. There was um, Patriot. 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 That's the whole time I kept thinking of that. Yeah. There's like six of them. Yeah, there's yeah. Like, the, the original team was just like, I think those six, right? That was it. Six, and yeah. Thatcher comes out too, but like she doesn't really fight with them. And and then uh, wasn't it also uh, Ant Man's daughter? Yeah, yeah, Thatcher. Thatcher. Oh, okay. okay, okay, yes, yes. Is yeah, that... it was pretty cool. It's like they're kind of like you know trying to be the new Avengers, and then like the original Avengers, are like who are these who are, who are these kids? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing? Whose is, kids is, are these? Is Hulkling uh, the Hulk son, the one that was from She Hulk? No, he's no. like. Uh, Okay. He's um he's at half scroll, half Cree. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Damn, In the yeah. comics, he's the original Captain Marvel's son. Okay, okay. Yeah, I I don't know if if uh, Young Avengers was one of the lineups and one of the Marvel lineups put out, but it it looks inevitable, right? Yeah. They're already yeah. sprinkling him in there, and oh, yeah. I mean we've seen almost eighty or ninety percent of those characters that you listed, so. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty much introduced already in the MCU. It's just like bring them together, mm-hmm. and see how they're gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's crazy because you know the MCU's been since what two thousand eight, two thousand seven, officially with Iron Man. Yeah, it's so see seeing them actually pass the torch over to the Young Avengers is. is I, I feel like. The door really isn't closed for Robert Downey Jr. You know what I mean? I feel like he'll come back maybe for Secret Wars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he'll like like to officially Possible. let go of these characters and not see him anymore in, in the MCU is, is gonna be kind of like a heartfelt moment, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. gonna pass the torch and, and see that. Especially yeah, especially in a, a young Avengers like movie. Yeah. Like, passing the torch, that'd be crazy. And it'll it'll, it'll be fan service too. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, we haven't seen him in a while. Should be epic. As uh, as comic book fans, do you guys what What are your thoughts on um, like buying the comics in separate issues opposed to the the novel of just buying them collectively? Just buying the trait. Yeah. Like, you guys uh, collect? Are you guys more collectors of the of the separate issues, or are you just trying to get the stories? I get like this for the ones that I have. They're all like the, you know, the novels. Trade like the, the, Yeah, the only thing is, it kind of makes it like where it's like I don't have time to sit down and read all of them. <laughs> yeah. But like I gotta, you know, that's that's my go-to because it just makes it, um, you know, I don't know. It just seems like more uh, compressed, you know. Yeah. Whereas like I could just uh, just read one whole story and that's it, instead of like issue by issue. Hmm. Yeah, I used to buy single issues. I used to like, yeah, exclusively like single issues. There's like a lot of, a lot of storylines I was able to get, like monthly like that. Because you know mm-hmm. every Wednesday I go to the comic book shop and stuff like. 
but I like as I like the space, I was limited with space, so I was like, oh, you know what? Let me start buying stuff digitally, or let me just try uh, buying tradebacks of collected stories that have come out later on or whatever. And you know, I just been doing that and digitally, like with my I with my Prime membership, I just get like some stuff to read for free. Mm. So you know, that's how I've just yeah. been reading lately. Same with me. Like I mostly get all digital. And I just collect single issues with like whatever storyline I want to collect, or just whatever single issue I want. Mm-hmm. What's what's your uh, what's your guys's favorite comic book cover? There's a lot of fucking great ones. I saw a Twitter thread on that too, and I was like, "Shit, bro, can we make this a top three? Because I can't pick one." <laughs> <laughs> For me, Killing Joke is up there. Yeah. That's a classic. That Killing Joke is one of those that's mentioned in almost every list, and it's yeah. and it shows why it's it's such a great adaptation. That shock factor is in there too. If you've never read it before, there's that. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> Not for sure. Damn, that's a good question. I'm gonna keep it simple and say the Jim Lee X Men number one. Gay, oh, gay full cover. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Is that the one I was thinking of? <laughs> yeah, X-Men number one when they're all on it attacking Magneto. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's, that's, that's going to be my go-to. Yeah. So that's the only one I could think of that's like memorable to me. Uh, Actually, I was going to go with a, a wild card related to that. It was X-Men number two, the Jim Lee one, with Magneto, Magneto Triumphant. Where he's like, oh, yeah, all yeah. All the Xavier and everybody's like stone behind them. Yeah. No, that's Amazing a good one, too. Cover. Pull that up. That sounds dope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I might be biased oh, I because, like, I feel like the Infinity Era really got me into, you know, like the comics explain stuff. So I feel like the the image of the Infinity Gauntlet cover. I mean, that's your guys's logo. Oh yeah, oh, yeah it's our logo. <laughs> that one. That, <laughs> no, that, that is a classic cover too. Me. You guys yeah. do verbal at me. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. Hey, George Perez, man. Go. Yeah, classic too, man. Like you, you, you don't need to change it. I feel like I like that classic look. Yeah, Dope. I think the top one for me would be uh the Dark Knight Returns, maybe oh, because I'm more, I'm always been more Batman. But that's a good that one. I remember reading after the first, I was like, this is so fucking great. <laughs> yeah. It's a great one. So, yeah, I think for me that one's that's probably number one. I'm not gonna lie. I hated that episode of uh, Batman animated series where they where they threw that out there because like when it first aired, I was I was a kid. Oh right, right, right. And I didn't. Yeah. I was like, "Girl, Robin, like, what what is this?" <laughs> so they're all telling the stories of Batman. But then when they came out with the with the, the two part uh, Blu-ray, I ended up buying that. And that like oh, yeah. obviously as I got older, like I can appreciate it more. But like that's that's fucking awesome. Like that whole storyline was good. Oh yeah, yeah. And to think Ben Affleck, that was like his inspiration for how he was going to take the Batman when he was supposedly directing the Batman movies in the beginning. Yeah. He was trying to take it towards the Dark Knight Returns and yeah. never getting it. I mean, it was, that, that was <laughs> well, inspiration he, for, for his fight with Superman. So. Exactly. Yeah, he takes it for the, the second Superman movie ever made. <laughs> yeah. like, We're going to put the Dark Knight Returns in this. <laughs> We're going to just cram it <laughs> in, <laughs> man, guys. <laughs> yeah, Superman too. <laughs> <laughs> and we gotta kill him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just to prove our point. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, that, that would have been crazy. Affleck could have had like his own. He would. He could have had like a great run, man. But it wasn't in. The, it wasn't in the cards. <laughs> nah, it's it's one of those we're always gonna as like comic yeah. book movie fans and comic book fans. We're just it's it's that time where in movies where we're all gonna be like could have been, you know, what could have been, what could have been. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, I'm kind it, of. I'm kind of upset. Yeah, I'm kind of upset. It's gonna be like two Batmans though. Now it's gonna be like (laughs) another new Batman, and then we got Robert Pattinson still around as Batman. It's just like Batman, and how they're trying to market it's like Elseworlds or other worlds. Yeah, "Ah." (laughs) I don't know if you guys remember when James Gunn was talking about like when he took over DC. He was just like, yeah, you know, because this is it was crazy like how things were run here. After a while, it was just like. If you're just friendly with somebody, it'll just give you your own universe. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of people took it as a shot uh, at, at Matt Reeves for getting like his own Batman universe because you know that's what that was supposed to be a Batman movie. He was supposed to direct a, a Ben Affleck Batman movie, Matt Reeves. But when like Affleck dropped out of it, they just like decided to make it its own thing, which is which is stupid to me because it's like all right, now you have to explain this. And yeah, you you're gonna make people more confused. To be like, all right, which Batman should I care about then? <laughs> when I I could just I just would have been a dick and be like, yo, Marie's Batman is part of our universe, and like he doesn't have to include any yeah. of our characters in the movies, but you know he's gonna be our Batman. Yeah, and just that's it. Makes it simpler. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's confusing to have two Batmans. Like, why, man? Yeah. Like, just just. Put it together already. Stop. Stop. We're going to have two. We're going to rename it this. And it's just. Yeah. Brave and the bold. The brave and the bold. Yeah. Yeah. Robin Our Batman has a kid. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So there already there's already a Batman written into the, yeah. the new DC. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's already established. So I think Damien is wrong. I, I like that angle, though. But I was going to I was going to say before realizing that, that it would be cool if they just kept the Batman out of the DCU and kind of tease them like x-men in the mcu you know that way you can oh, yeah. make your speculations of the matt reeves is the one connected and then mm-hmm. you know it comes finally through like another Batman flash movie. reboot but yeah like, had, like i mean cool I, easter eggs like news yeah. pa- new papers headlines talking about oh is there is there a man bat in gotham or something yeah, exactly. like that. that'd be badass he's up to bad. you that'd see like cool. a batarang or something you know what i mean yeah. and it looks yeah. like the matt reeves that'd yeah because be cool. they could very well do that too because if they want to start with superman in the first like a little phase of this, they could build that up and mention that in the other, in the same world, that there's this Batman and everyone's trying to figure out who this guy is. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's kind of Clark Kent's like, all right, I need to figure this guy out. You know, that'd be cool. It makes it more mis- like a ninja, yeah. mis- mysterious too, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then drop his movie later on because let's, let's be honest, he's Batman's the biggest draw for DC, you know? Oh, yeah. So oh, always kind of, been, yeah. Yeah, so I think that'd be the best way for them to kind of introduce Batman because the one yeah. thing I didn't like about the Snyderverse is like they had we had a Batman versus Superman before a Batman movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> didn't make sense, but like I want them to take their time with this. If James Gunn is really gonna give this a direction, I think. Yeah, it would be cool to take his time. Yeah, yeah, but I'm excited to see Damien. That's one of my favorite storylines, like that badass mm-hmm. Robin. You know, cool yeah. So. Mm-hmm. It's something we haven't seen before yeah. on the big screen, so that'll be nice. But yeah, 
And their means. We've only had Chris O'Donnell, right? Last round. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> technically, back? Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Maybe Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He was Nightwing, though. Fair. Yeah, like, they, yeah, the they, yeah, yeah. They changed a lot about that. <laughs> Chris O'Donnell, but, man, the way he, the way yeah. he did that laundry, bro. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Using his feet. Using his feet to get the water out. Oh, yeah, classic wow. Batman. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> That's. But yeah, also that means that it's gonna be like past Robins too. So it's gonna be like Nightwing, and it's probably Red Hood or something like that. So we don't have to like those already established already if they go in that route. It's, it's like almost to the point where like if they didn't bring in James Gunn, I would have been pulling for like just do a, a adaptation of like Mask of the Phantasm on the big screen. Like oh, oh, shit. if you just want to make money and you just want to fucking like cash on on Batman, like do Mask of the Phantasm live action. You know, do do a Red Hood one-off, you know, live action. Yeah. And I want to see a Red Hood. Film. That'd be dope. That'd be, be a cool Red way to Hood. send off Ben Affleck, too. You know, have him in one of those. Yeah. To send him off. Ben Affleck doing If you're listening, DC. Nuts. <laughs> Free of charge. <laughs> yeah, right. Just bring him back. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm hearing a rumor, though, with the, the, the Batman, the Brave and the Bold. Because he's like it's gonna be the DCU Batman, but for for them to make it different than the Robert Pattinson Batman, because in the comic book the Brave and the Bold is Damon and Dick Grayson as Batman, not Bruce Wayne. Mm. So if the DCU will bring in a Batman that's not Bruce Wayne, and it'll be Dick Grayson, would you guys think that people would be more receptive to that than like having another Bruce Wayne out there? No, that ain't it, son. That ain't it. Nah, <laughs> like you wouldn't. You wouldn't want to see Dick Grayson as Batman on the big screen. Uh, we, as a comic book fan, we would it. respect it. I but the casual fans, yeah. no way. They nah, they wouldn't yeah. want to see that. No. Yeah. It's 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 crazy to think about though. Like all like all these years of having Batman and like like we're still like ah, people aren't ready for like that kind of yeah. yeah. <laughs> like come on, man. when it should be. But I, yeah, I don't know, man. Because you probably you know you already get the gist of it. You already knew like Robin was there for a while like he became his own hero nightwing that what way is- that way you don't ha- you don't have to be rushing your batman because like that'll be the whole point like the it'll be the search for bruce wayne probably that storyline aren't they doing that in like titans or like gotham knights or something oh <laughs> titans what the I mean, tv show yeah, I think uh, they, no, they we don't talk about Titans here, buddy. <laughs> yeah. no, I, haven't Titan it. Talks here. I haven't watched it, but I, saw, I remember seeing a trailer for one of the shows. Like I think it was a CW show or something. Oh, like, like, oh, oh yeah. Batman was dead or some shit. And yeah, so had, that shit got yeah, canceled. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they didn't want to play with that fire. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, uh, but like having like if Batman's really dead or not, that'll be like a cool storyline for them to adapt, like to make it different. You know what I mean? Because yeah, it was just Batman, Bruce Wayne, and like you have another Batman, Bruce Wayne going on at the same time. It's gonna be like, ah, uh, what's going on here? Yeah. But I then you have a Batman with Robin, who happens to be a uh, Robin. Also, you got two Robins. One of them is a Batman. People are like, oh, that's interesting. Like, what's I, going I, on here? I think for me, it's just like the the the. I, I'm invested to want to see Bruce Wayne and Damien's interaction. You know what I mean? Like I feel like that would that's what sells me on the Damien storyline. So for for me it, it it almost 
takes away from that and makes it more of like, what's going on here? You know what I mean? Like, this is an alternate universe or something's not right. So that that's kind of my, my, my take on that. The thing is, would, would they have to um, establish who, like, Raza Ghul and then Talia Ghul are? And, uh, you know, all this bunch of stuff. Like, why is Damien, like, why does Batman have a son? Like, you know, it's, it have to, I think it's, it's too, a good point. too many layers that, like, you know, and they haven't even established which their Batman is, you know, who, who, who their Bruce Wayne is. Mm-hmm. So, like, if it's Dick Grayson, it's like, wait, did I miss something? Like, people are going to be like, what, what happened? I thought, you know, it doesn't make sense. You know, Dick Grayson is Robin. And it's like, okay, but, like, you don't, you know, unless you know. Yeah, but if they started off that way and like slowly lead you to those answers, it'll be cool. Yeah, like how they did with Spider Verse, exactly. where they set up the backstory before the movie started. Yeah. I, I think it would work that way. That, th- those kind of intros to movies have been pretty captivating. <laughs> like the backstory kind of intro to where, like, oh shit, the movie just started. <laughs> shit. <laughs> but. Just to close off on uh, the comic book universe and the movies, I wanted to ask you guys, what is your best superhero movie ever made? I'm just going to go now because I, it used to be Days of Future Past, but I'm going to stick with Logan, man. That one, I feel like was just hey. a cinematic universe or a masterpiece. <laughs> I'm a big, big, big Dark Knight fan. So I gotta say that, but then like uh, also that uh, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna say Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One because that to me is like a perfect movie for whatever reason. I love that movie, and it's it that's a that's a ten out of ten for me right there. I don't give tens a lot, but yeah. <laughs> we talk about this in our podcast. Yeah, I don't give tens for Phrase, nothing. Uh, Ernie's a hard judge. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. But Guardians of the Gal- yeah. Galaxy Volume One, I yeah. give it a ten. Wow. Mines will be uh, into the Spider Verse. The first one? Yeah, the first one. Yeah, that one holds a special place in my heart, too. Okay. Yeah. Mine will have to be Endgame. That scene at the end where they all get together, Avengers assemble. <laughs> yeah, that did it for me. Dude. I mean, plus you get the, the cap with Mjolnir, too. Yeah. <laughs> Just that scene alone made it my favorite superhero movie. That's true. Yeah, as far as like cinematic experiences, that's definitely top. If you watch that live in theaters, oh, yeah. that was one of the like, oh, you know, yeah. one of the moments that unified the whole audience. I feel like you know, that's yeah. people like high fiving strangers <laughs> next to them. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I think I saw that three times in the first twenty four hours of that movie being released. <laughs> yeah, that shows what I saw it like in the middle of the day. Then I saw it with Jermaine. Uh, later that <laughs> night, and then I saw it like the next morning with my mom. Like, it was, like I was like, we gotta go see this movie. Like, this <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, I, I feel like for me, like for DC, it's Dark Knight, and then for Marvel is Infinity War. Uh, I liked, I liked the bad guy winning like that. That's cool. Cinematic experience, mm-hmm. you know, of like, I remember there was a kid sitting next to me. Like probably nine years old, and when Spider Man got dusted, he was like bawling. The amount of people like, was absurd. And then just like I don't know if you guys remember, but when they first released it, there was no music when the credits hit. 
Like, yeah, every, yeah. Every time I've then. seen it since then, there's now there's music in there, but like really that first that first viewing there was no music. It was like silent in the theater. And I remember yeah, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> so everybody's like, oh shit. Yeah. And like the 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 feeling of leaving that theater with Thanos winning was just like absurd. Yeah. 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 And yeah. it was like, awesome though. Like it was awesome. It yeah, was, what? Like, yeah, I mean, really mm-hmm. put some respect wow. on his name. <laughs> yeah, dude, shout out to yeah. Man, that, that's that, how you that build a villain right there. My son still doesn't like watching that movie, dude. And then came out what, <laughs> five years ago. Oh man, he's like, no, dad, like, why am I gonna watch Infinity War? I can just watch Endgame and they win. <laughs> <laughs> when you get older, you're gonna remember. That. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, was he was he old enough to go in the theater when um, Infinity War first came out or no? Just yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, shoot, when did that come out? Twenty eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah, he was like seven. Oh. Oh, so he went to the theater. So he had to wait like the whole year to see what happens. To see them. Yeah. 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 He let that marinate. Um, oh, okay. And it was perfect. And that made Endgame that much better, though. Too. It really did. Yeah, yeah, it really did. That, like, if, like, if Endgame isn't, and I, like, I, I say this about wrestling, too, like, like the, the Usos winning for SummerSlam, I mean, for, uh, for Money in the Bank, like, that doesn't, that's not as powerful if, like, Cody doesn't lose at WrestleMania. But, like, with this, the same thing, too. Like, Endgame isn't as powerful if, Infinity War didn't happen, so yeah, that's true. Um, like, like, like that movie that I think it gets missed a little bit, but in- Infinity War is is like it's that's what makes Endgame so much better too. It's like an alley oop, you know. Like you yeah. obviously get focused on the oop, but sometimes the alley is what makes it. Yeah. That's how yeah. I feel about the the. You the, gotta have a good pass, dude. The Spider Verse. I feel like without into the Spider-Verse, across the Spider-Verse is a little too much, you know what I mean? Right. There's too much going on. Because mm-hmm. um, we were talking about what the best sequel was and if that sequel was good on its own without the prequel, you know? And I was like, well, if you t- if you put that into the calculation, I don't think across the Spider-Verse would be the best sequel based That's on like the That's why Batman Begins should get some respect, too, because that, about how good that movie was, it made Dark Knight that much better, too. Yeah. I, well, based on that pretense, I think, I think Dark Knight would probably be the best sequel because that was good without Batman Begins. I feel like, personally. Oh yeah, I, I, I think if you'd never seen Batman Begins and you jumped into Dark Knight, it's perfect. Don't even it's matter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I can see that. Spider Man Two is up there for best sequel too. Oh yeah, like from from the Raimi or same Raimi verse. Man, there's a lot of good sequels actually. Yeah. <laughs> What's yours, Jermaine? Um, it's pretty much the same as Zach's. Endgame and The Dark Knight, really. Endgame, I really like how... Every, like You didn't know what the hell was going on. And like you guys said, the villain won. And it was nice to see that. But also because that was like the perfect way to send off these characters that we've been watching for so long. Because we knew their end was coming. And it wasn't some bullshit send-off. You know? they, Iron Man got his proper... like. I am Iron Man, like the first thing he said in the first movie, like at the very end, and he ends his role saying that. And that was it. I mm-hmm. thought that was a great way to see the end of the Iron Man. Um, the Dark Knight was great because, you know, for the longest time, the Joker we've seen on was always like, look, look, look at Jack Nicholson. It's just that kind of Joker. I don't know how you would call it. Like, just like someone who really takes that Joker name seriously, right? Mm-hmm. And then now you have just anarchy Joker who's like, I'm not a like I'm not about that. I'm I'm about sending a message and I don't nothing there's nothing you could do to buy him. He he knows what he wants to do and that's why like I, it, 
in a sense, the similarities for me in Endgame and Joker or The Dark Knight is the the villain had a huge role in those movies, and that's what I liked about him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the, the Dark Knight was a crazy experience, man. Like, yeah, that shit I felt went, like a ride, bro. <laughs> I went to the the three o'clock in the morning showing because <laughs> that was the only thing available and like my friends were like yo let's go let's go let's do it I'll, let's go home and sleep for a while and wake up and go i'm like yo i had to go to work the next day at express the clothing store i was like uh-huh. but it's wor- it was worth it because i was so hyped up from seeing that movie because uh-huh. <laughs> i was just like yo the joker was great heath ledger was great yeah yeah, so I was like, I didn't lose, like, I, I lost sleep, but I was in, I didn't feel tired because that movie just had me, like, <laughs> it was so amazing. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's a, there's certain movies that you're not so skeptical about look, taking the late show because yeah. you, you'll be up for it, you know? Yeah. I think I watched Watchmen, and as, as good as that movie is, I fell asleep with that shit because I think was, I watched the Midnight Show. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that was a long one, too. Bro. The drag, yeah, yeah, a little bit yeah. of a drag. <laughs> yeah, it drags a little. <laughs> yeah, so uh, just crossing over to wrestling, you guys are wrestling fans. We didn't even fucking know that previously. Are you guys all wrestling fans, or just some of you? I uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, like I was really big back during the Attitude Era. But like mm-hmm. I, I fell off completely. Like I, I watched here and there now because my my son, my youngest, is like into it. Mm-hmm. So I catch a little. Like I know about uh, J, what J J Knight, whatever his name is. Uh, L A Knight. L A Knight. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I know I know some things, but you know not that much. But Ernie's like the big wrestling guy. Like mm-hmm. we watch, we mostly watch like. Dark side of the ring, and like, yeah. like when we hear like shoot interviews with certain wrestlers, we like to talk about that stuff on the podcast. So inter- yeah. interesting, right? Like looking yeah. back and hearing oh, yeah. like the backstory of certain things. Yeah. It's like, damn, <laughs> or like how these dudes used to travel and all this shit. Like, um, I just saw the episode of Dark Side of the Ring about uh Adrian Adonis, and I'm like, yo, that's that was such a crazy story, bro. And it was like, I never knew that about wrestling, but I, I knew about the characters, but I never knew what happened to them after their careers. Mm-hmm. So then you find out all this stuff about them. Some dudes get murdered. Some dudes die in accidents. It's just like, it's crazy stuff. Who are your, uh, I mean, Attitude Era is one of my favorite, I feel like the peak years, you know what I mean? It's hard to watch wrestling now because it's always compared to the Attitude Era, I feel like. Yeah. Um, but what's cool about wrestling now, and Ernie, you can you can kind of chime into this, is if you came into wrestling kind of around the Attitude Era and you're back in it watching it right now, it's almost a callback into the whole timeline because of the Bloodline segment right now, right? Tying in, like, The Rock and, like, the whole lineage of, of the, the Samoan lineage, you know? There's a lot of callbacks. There's a lot of teases of, like, you know, Rikishi and, like, th- those those um old Samoan wrestlers possibly coming back for like a bloodline reunion. So it's crazy. I feel like you know how they say and this is irrelevant to, to comic book content too is you know how they say it's for the kids. It's not for the adults. They're the kids are the target audience. Why are you fucking recasting these people that are close to our hearts though? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Why bring these guys back? Play with our hearts and shit. <laughs> I think, like, um, you know, when it comes to, like, I guess, uh, the bloodline uh, story and, and and that, I think, you know, 
it's uh how do i say this like i think it's something that's that that was needed right now because everything's so kind of stale like you know mm-hmm. what i mean especially like lately so mm-hmm. this was something new like I, I think they figured out how to make roman reigns like uh uh how do you say it? like digestible you mm-hmm. know what I mean? because they, they were trying to, they were trying to make another john cena you know what i mean that's a company he was all like oh what in the suffering succotash or you know what I mean? like saying that like, no one would ever say you know so like they they learned like oh you know he was the cool badass from the shield so so like bring that back which was that's what he was supposed to be at the first place and i'm, I'm not a huge fan of uh of the usos being like main eventing anything <laughs> but but you know what they're doing is good so it's like whatever you know they, if they if the fans like it you know whatever it's working yeah i'm i'm bloodline for life man so <laughs> the usos are are not welcome <laughs> they're not welcome right now <laughs> I was but, say, uh, oh i was gonna say real quick um like uh my favorite era and this is like Feel like no one's favorite era mm-hmm. <laughs> is actually the new generation which is like, like 93 <laughs> Doink. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. oh shit, yeah because that's what like or that's when i was like seven eight years old and i was like super like just into it and there's like all the click members oh those are all my dudes like i didn't even know they were like a click they yeah. were all friends i just thought like, i loved all these wrestlers i love bret hart Shawn michaels razor ramon those guys so like uh like i saw like i don't know i felt like it was mine kind of you know what i mean because I, I i i talked to uh freddie and and elmer about this about um uh, uh when wrestlemania won every wrestlemania whatever it is that's the year that's the 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 my birthday year you know what i mean that's the number i'm turning oh, okay so like i felt like i grew with with wrestlemania and like wrestling yeah so like uh uh, like that that era is when the you know when i was like a kid that like loved this and like I, it it, uh, it wasn't like the old school guys that were like still around it was like these new guys mm-hmm. so they were like my guys you know what i mean like they were the ones that i liked and my my brother didn't like any of those guys he liked all the 80s dudes you know like rick flair and shit like that yeah but stuff like that like i felt like they were like like i it grew with me and like those those were my dudes you know what i mean yeah, that's like interesting. The there. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm gonna cut you off. But like, no, that's, per- that, like, that's so cool that the WrestleMania is is lined up with your age. It's like yeah. <laughs> symbiotic. Yeah, that's why it's like with it. That's why, like, uh, the attitude era is like when I started becoming a, a teenager. So it was like, you know, and it's like, yeah, suck it, fuck it, you know, like. Yeah. You know what? Which ties everything in together. I feel like that era. Man, it's funny because when I show people like my nephew and I show like youngins wrestling, I'll show them Royal Rumble because it's easy, right? You get to introduce everyone. Oh, that's Goldust. He's like a transvestite kind of <laughs> person. Oh, that's uh, Undertaker. He's like a dead man, but he's a badass now. Oh, that's Canis's brother. But, you know, you look at the earlier, like the new generation ones. And looking back, that's kind of the era, too, that drew me in and made me invested. And you, you, like you said, you grow with them and you get to the attitude area where you're at a different time in life and you're kind of going through puberty and you're seeing the divas start coming out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> but as far as like tying in comic books and wrestling, like 
around 93 when it was Dwayne the Clown Undertaker and shit, the characters were more kind of like superhero-y, right? Yeah, they were, they were like... One, two, three kid, kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Bret Hart. The, yeah, that's the thing. Like, a lot of them were like cartoonish, weird characters like Mantar, rest in peace. He just recently died. RP, yeah. Yeah, you know, or or like, um, you know, uh, the dumpster drossy and stuff. Like, you know, they all had like occupations, right? Mm-hmm. But all the ones that were like the 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 best characters were like I said, like one, two, three, K, Rich Ramon. Like they were like a, a gimmick, but like they were like the cooler ones. You know, yeah. what I mean? like they weren't like so cartoonish or like so uh, on the nose, like a police officer, uh, <laughs> a, a, a plumber. You know, yeah, <laughs> a hockey a hockey player, like a the baseball goon. player. The go- yeah, the goon. And, oh, uh, brawler. Like yeah. the Brooklyn brawler. Exactly. Dr. Isaac Yankum. Yeah. <laughs> the dentist, exactly. IRS. IRS, <laughs> bro. An account. Yeah. Forever a heel. Or a dude with a, with, with a snake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, oh, the 80s, everybody had a pet. Everybody had, you know, Coco Beware had a bird. Uh, the British Bulldog had an actual bulldog. <laughs> you know? Did the junkyard dog ever come out with a dog? I don't think so. He just had no. the chain around his neck. So yeah, he was, that was, like, he was the dog. <laughs> yeah, it was the dog. Yeah. Nice, nice gimmick. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Like, as far as my favorite wrestler, it came from that era. Um, it was Shawn Michaels. Because you uh, two, hell yeah, Shawn, not a Shawn Michaels fan over there. Oh Sorry, no way, him. man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I don't know, like, it, it was a tie. I feel like what it, what got me really into it was Undertaker, just because his character at the time was different. He was dark, you know. He was literally, like, looking back retrospect, he was Kane before Kane, you know. He was that, like, mythical Jason Voorhees kind of character that, you know, little, he would stood up and beat the Hulk Hogan, right? Little fun fact, his original name was actually Kane the Undertaker. Oh, no way. Yeah. Like when they came up with the like when he first came out, they actually called him Kane the Undertaker, and then I think after that, that that first uh, debut, they just cut off the Kane part. And his name the Undertaker. Fucking Vince McMahon is a genius. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's a madman, Loki. He's a <laughs> <laughs> my man. Is not going nowhere. He's the da- he's the Dan Snyder of, of wrestling. <laughs> Loki, damn horrible owner, horrible owner. Yeah, and then I don't know. Like, I, I, it's hard uh, as a Shawn Michaels fan. It's hard not to like Bret Hart as a Shawn Michaels fan, right? I feel like he kind of paved the way for Shawn. Michaels I feel fan. like they were like to me my like Ken and Ryu, Ken and Ryu, or mm-hmm. like my like Mario and Luigi. That's how it was for me. Like, I remember being at a Survivor Series '96 and I had a a, a, a a poster, and and half of it was Bret Hart, and you know, I got a whole bunch of Bret Hart pictures, and half of it was Shawn Michaels pictures. They were, they were like my two guys. Was that that wasn't the screw job, was it? No, no, that was the, the oh, next year. I was about to say you were there. <laughs> they weren't even facing each other. I just like I just like, like I'm playing both sides. He <laughs> <laughs> pap, I saw. I can't lose. I can't lose. <laughs> yeah, That's funny. Yeah, because like uh, you know, what I mean, like I said, they were like uh, to me, like uh, you know, they were the two. I don't know, like Superman and Batman to me, like yeah, that's how they were. So like I, I you know, uh, you know, later on I started, I guess, hating uh, Brett because of because of Sean, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a huge Sean Michaels fan. 
but now lately I've started I started realizing if you really think about it like Brett was right the whole time like this whole time he was right <laughs> you, gotta think about it. you gotta think about it right so like okay Hulk Hogan leaves right Sean was then, all coked up bro yeah, yeah that shit yeah, shattered yeah, my yeah. fucking childhood like, bro yeah. <laughs> so like Hulk Hogan leaves right and Vince is like you know what we're gonna give it to you Brett like we're gonna we're gonna make you the man right and he's like all right cool so he becomes a champion right and then who comes who comes in Lex Luger and they're like wait 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 you know Lex Luger could be our new Hulk Hogan give me that belt back give it to Yokozuna so you could do this and this and that never did that and then that because Lex Luger was such a fail then it's like okay Brett you'll be champion again right so he gets his belt back and then like wait, who's this guy Diesel this guy I like this guy let's, let's, let's give him back to him yeah to this guy and then he was a champion for a year and then they're like well you know what he's nah let's go back to Brett <laughs> yeah and yeah. then sean comes and it's like okay so it's like they kept he was like the the backbone and like they 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 screwed him over to the point where you know because he was so loyal and he's they he got screwed and then like you know you don't get a you know what I mean there's a level of like shit man like he was right. there this whole time like he was the the man to like fall back on and like when they when they uh you know and then when they didn't need him anymore they kicked him to the curb so it's like shit man like Brett was right. <laughs> he was doing the company guy, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize this until like years, years, years later. But but yeah, maturing, maturing in wrestling is is realizing Brett was right, man. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I so I always fantasize about being that kid ringside, getting the fucking shades put on him. Yep. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But grooming. You know what? The thing about Bret Hart and it, 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 he made wrestling believable. You know what I mean? Like, as far as AEW right now, I don't know if you're a fan of AEW, but what AEW does different from WWE is they kind of play in the this is kind of real competitive lore. You know, they have their records and stuff. That was the cool thing about Bret is he could tell a story inside the ring. You know, like he'll work on the legs if he's fighting Diesel. Or Undertaker, and then they'll start limping to put on the sharpshooter, right? Yeah. Um, so I feel like he put a new element into wrestling, which kind of elevated and made it a little more credible that the fans couldn't deny. So that maybe that that yeah. factored into the ping ponging of the title, right? Yeah, that was the thing because it's like uh, you know the, during that time was when uh, the steroid scandal came out. So mm-hmm. they were, so Brett uh Brett was like you know like I said like the one to fall back on it. oh he's he's only like six two two hundred thirty pounds you know what I mean he's not a juiced up giant like the Ultimate Warrior and shit like that or even Hogan yeah so like uh, that's why they chose him in the first place and then he was uh, like I, from what I remember I don't, I don't know if like if this is even accurate like he used to like wrestle every Monday and like you know what I mean like defend the title to like skinner you know what i mean like <laughs> hey he <laughs> like, used to like wrestle house shows too like yeah, right to like all the time so it's like yo this guy's like a real fighting champion you know yeah and, and then he was like a technical wrestler or whatever so it's like it, it made it more believable like this is a guy who's like not just huge just you know beating everybody up this is a guy who's like like a a, a smarter you know mm-hmm. uh, uh more technical technician you know what i mean like that that like um it kind of breaks a, an opponent down instead of like just boom 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 you know like the hulk or some shit right right 
like the way Hulk Hogan was, you know. He was like Hulk Hogan was like a superhero, you know, like <laughs> you can't beat him. But Brett was like, you know, you. See, I remember there was like a whole year that Brett was like selling that leg, like he had a broken leg though, for like a year. <laughs> like any chance he got, he's like limping to something. And he played the right leg the whole match, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's hard. No, but yeah, shout out to Brett. Literally the best there is, best there was, best there ever will be. But Shawn Michaels had the flair, you know what I mean? The thing about yeah. Brett was he was kind of stale. Like he had all the athleticism and the in the mind, but he didn't have the the yeah. sexy boy. Pizzazz. <laughs> <laughs> <Zaz>. You know? <laughs> uh as far as uh favorite matches go, let's wrap it up with wrestling. What are you guys' favorite match? Old time. <laughs> uh mine's will be uh Rock Stone Cold WrestleMania, man. First one. I was gonna say that one. <laughs> Same one. That one. Yeah. The build up to that was crazy. I, have I don't know if this. Is, oh, oh go ahead, Freddie, go ahead. All right, I don't go know go if this ahead. counts, but um, the fight between Stone Cold and Booker T in the supermarket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jermaine that always match. refers back to that. <laughs> I love that episode. <laughs> yeah, me too. Price check on Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> So many giftable moments in that match. Yeah, <laughs> they're so good. Oh, like I, for a long time, it was uh, Brett versus Sean uh, WrestleMania 12, the Iron Man match. Oh, dude, yeah. But like, then you know, like I guess I got older. Um, Undertaker versus Sean at WrestleMania 25, the first one. Yeah, that He's one to me is great. I haven't seen that one, but yeah, I heard that one was one of the epic ones. Right, it was back to back. Right. Yeah, and then I started I started thinking about it. Like I guess like I got I got nostalgic, but uh, I think if I can really like point it out because of the fact that it's it's such a detailed. If you really think about the the, the lead up to this, like it's such a great detail. Like so many great great details. Uh, Macho Man versus the Ultimate Warrior at WrestleMania Seven. Oh shit, that's classic. It's like it's a loser leaves town match. So like um, you know, it's like little things that it's like. Um, first off, um, this is the first time that the Ultimate Warrior doesn't run to the ring, because it's like <laughs> it's serious. You know what I mean? Like he's, he he could he could retire because of this match if he loses. Yeah. And then he like he does his uh, gorilla press slam, and Macho Man just does not. He's like fuck that. He does not give up. He he you know he kicks out, and the Warrior's like oh my god like my you know my power is gone. So he's like almost like quitting the match. You know. And then Macho Man comes back and just beats the crap out of him, gives him a, the elbow. He gives him five flying elbows from the top ring. <laughs> so he's like, yo, there's no way Warrior's going to get up. He gets on top, Warrior gets up. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, my God, what the hell? This is crazy. And uh, and then Warrior, like, you know, hits him a couple of times and then just, you know, puts his foot right on top of his chest. And it's one, two, three. And then, like, the Warrior wins. And then, and then on top of that, uh, you know, he wasn't with Miss Elizabeth at that mm. time. Like he was a heel, but Miss Elizabeth was like on the on the the audience, and you know Sherry's pissed off at him, Queen Sherry, because she's like, "Oh, you lost the match. You're a piece of shit." Blah blah blah. And then <laughs> Miss Elizabeth Miss Elizabeth comes and like saves saves the day. You know, saves him from the evil. You know, Queen Sherry. 
and like then they they embrace and then you know it's like, yeah, yeah, like crazy like that. dramatic moment that is like <laughs> all these things that just adds up that it's like oh my god this is like stupid crazy storytelling oh this became one of like like thinking back at it i'm like yo this is like probably one of the best matches like you know story-wise so i i, I might have to say that one and then and then they graduated <laughs> one of the worst songs ever man <laughs> Yeah, like our middle school graduation, they played that <laughs> shit. Everybody came out and like did the macho man with their robes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you know, you know what, Zach, before I go to you, um yeah. for me, it it changes, you know. I'd have to say yeah. the most memorable would have to be uh Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels Hell in a Cell when Kane came through. Bad blood, yeah. That shit was fucking like shock factor. First of all, because Shawn Michaels was keeping up with Undertaker, it was a bloody mess. First Hell in a Cell, and that's got to be Kane. That's got to be Kane, Kane, bro. Um, But you know what? Coming back to watching wrestling, I have to give it to War Games Survivor Series. Yo, that bloodline shit with uh, Sammy and Kevin Owens, that is fucking like five star bro like as far as a wrestling fan that that's has all the elements of why you love wrestling i feel because yeah. <laughs> i was like you big Shawn michaels fan i love that iron man match but re watching it it's kind of boring huh yeah rewatching it's like <laughs> super boring yeah that's you know as a kid you're like no these are my two favorite <laughs> <laughs> it was so hype though bro that night was crazy right mm-hmm. yeah oh, yeah what about you Zach? so it definitely changes, uh, but the one constant that I always go back to, and with me being a younger fan, like, like I I grew up at the tail end of the Attitude Era, so I missed all like the missed the the the, the beer truck, I missed the Tyson stuff. Um, <laughs> so for Still me, eight. all that being said, uh, my favorite match is Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels WrestleMania 21, um, and then growing older and hearing about that story, I think they have a like. A, a WWE Untold on the on the Peacock network or on the Peacock app um, about that match and how that was the first time they ever wrestled against each other, and they called that on the fly on the the grandest stage of them all, and like it was just a f- fucking classic. Um, so for that's me, Kurt's my favorite wrestler, so uh, that's probably his best match and <laughs> deservedly so. And of course, it's with Shawn Michaels, so you know it makes sense. I know, right? Crazy. <laughs> Why are you, Jermaine? It was just like El said. My favorite of all time is Stone Cold versus The Rock. That was that was such an iconic match for me because Stone Cold is my favorite wrestler, and The Rock was. And I remember the tension building up to it, so I didn't know who to go for anymore. <laughs> but <laughs> at the end of the thing, you, if you're a fan of both, you, it was it was like a dream matchup for me. So I would have to go with that one. Hell yeah! Just just to recall, did did Stone Cold turn heel on that one? Enjoy that's, that's well, the, that's the second, the second. Oh, okay, that's the second one. Yeah, exactly. Fuck that ending, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this shit ruined yeah. it, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's when it got. That's when it got whack. <laughs> yeah, you're not lying, man. You're not lying. <laughs> but yeah, let's wrap it up. I think Jermaine has to head out. Pulling these, we got Freddie. We got Elmer, DJ Ernie B on the K podcast from the Pulling D's podcast. You guys, where can we find you 
where can we follow you guys? Uh, you can check us out on the Pull of These podcast. Uh, we're available on Spotify, Spotify, um, iTunes, uh, SoundCloud. More social media, we're at Pulling These on Facebook at Pulling These Podcast, TikTok at Pulling These Pod. Uh, you can hit us, our YouTube channel is Pulling These. We try to get new videos up there every few weeks so you don't keep an eye on that. And yeah, you want to hit us up, give us a contact, want us to guest spot on your show or podcast, whatnot, just hit up at uh, Pulling These Emails at gmail.com. Hell yeah, these guys are day one friends of the cave, so make sure you guys check them out. Guys from Pulling These, thanks for coming on, guys. It was fun. Always a good time. Thanks for having us, man. It's always a blast. Peace out.